Welcome to another episode of the JMS Podcast. Today we got a great episode. We don't have one guest, but we have two guests. That's right. First time ever. We have two guests. And I, I, we winged it because I wasn't sure because I only had one microphone for the guest. And it was a good, you know, test to see if my studio mics can pick up two voices. And uh, for the most part, I'm happy with it. Uh, I had Garrett Gonzalez, a San Jose comedian who is making big moves right, right now. And Sean Weiss, that's right, Sean Weiss, who played Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks films. He was also in Heavyweights. He was in several other films, Freaks and Geeks. And it was, you know, I feel like we had such a good conversation that I totally forgot to even mention about the other films he worked on. But he's a great guy, real funny guy, Garrett Gonzalez, real cool guy. And um, I'm really glad they came on. Uh, and I think... Uh, I had a blast, and it was a good test having two guests at the same time. Something new, I'm not sure if you noticed by now, but the JMS Podcast has an official new logo. I'm very happy with it. I give a shout-out to Catalina Tatarnev. If I fucked up your name, I'm so sorry, honey. But she did a great job. She's an SJSU graphic designer or illustrator student. And uh, she took it on, and it's simple, and I love it. Uh, check it out. On top of that, I'm making some new changes to the JMS podcast uh, identity, and that is that, uh, which is another reason why I implore you to check out the JMS podcast Facebook page. Please do, because there I'm putting, uh, instead of taking selfies with my guests, I'm taking pictures with them, and I think, uh, hope you enjoy them. You know, it's something for me to practice my my photography, I suppose. But, uh, but yeah, check out the new logo. Check out the, the new format, uh, the, the new pictures on the on the uh, JMS Podcast Facebook. You can contact me for any reason at jmspodcast at gmail.com. Any questions or anything like that. Also, uh, if you have if you know anybody who's interesting and you'd like to have them on the JMS Podcast, that's another good reason to contact me through the Gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at JorgeMSanchez25 and on Twitter. Twitter is, uh, I believe it's also JorgeMSanchez. Um, I'm on both of those things. And yeah, there we go. Let's go straight at it, huh? Here's Gary Gonzalez and Sean Weiss. Do you carry your harmonica around? Well, in that I left it in the car, I oh. carry it around, but like not, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I, I'm in my pockets. In but your yeah, pockets. I'm always rolling with a harmonica for sure. It's mm. pretty good at it. Garrett Gonzalez, how are you? I'm I'm talking to you first because right. you are the San Jose homeboy. Homeboy. You're the San Jose uh, comedian. Hometown favorite. Hometown favorite. Uh, 
Do you find that because Sean Weiss, you have experience in Hollywood, right? You you've yeah. been in, in several films. Yes. And do you ever feel like since San Jose is your home, like like Sean Weiss t- takes all the credit sometimes, like you're overshadowed? <laughs> no. A bit? No. 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 People clearly like him better than me, so I don't think he has to worry about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's kind of cool because he brings the guy from the Mighty Ducks around, but they still like him better. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm cute. Is that what he's, it is? Yeah, he's cute. Uh, and uh, when I when I was doing comedy here, I by then you've already launched your, your stuff. I mean, you you've already been a, a household name here in San Jose. You know? Yeah. You you were in. Talk to me about the beginning of your comedy. The beginning Stick, of my whatever. comedy. Wow. So my first uh, actual show I was an open mic. Which obviously. one? Uh, man, it was back in the day at Rom Farmhouse in Mountain View. What year are we talking and about? And this here? is uh, 2005. I was uh, 17, uh-huh. and uh, one of my older buddies actually, because I, I had a TV show, so he was like, "Bro, my ratings suck. Teach oh, me how to do the TV I, show." I did TV Hold show. On. Let's go there. What? TV show. Oh, yeah. So I did, TV I did show first comedy, before stand up. A, a sketch comedy television show that was called the G Man Show, and it was rated number one in the Bay Area on the local uh, public access channel. Was that channel and, 13 or something? Uh, or? I was like channel 15. Channel, channel 15A. 15A? Before uh, a digital cable came out. A and B. Sketch? Yeah. So you used to write sketches in your teenage years? Uh-huh. And uh, and actually how I got the gig was I actually snuck into the TV station and left a demo. And they ended up calling me. I left my number on the actual tape. This is 2005. So you didn't have a videotape. This is, no, I'm, this is, no, this is. Uh, he almost said 2005. He 2000, almost said that. Did I? Excuse my <laughs> accent. Uh, two, no, this was actually 2000. This is 2002 when I left the demo. Okay. They called me back and uh, they were like, we want you on. We, this is cool stuff. We want you on here, but you do there's people in the waiting queue. So when people let go of their shows or if they, uh, they somehow get kicked off. Not mm-hmm. you get kicked off by pretty much not turning in your episodes, and uh, and waited my time. And all of a sudden, my senior year of high school, they called me like, "Okay, we're ready for you." I'm like, come again? Say that again? But so you forgot that you left. So I the forgot demo. that I left that like three years, two years beforehand. Uh-huh. And they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're ready for you." I'm like, "Okay, shoot, let's do this." So we just started doing some sketches with some buddies, and uh, it got pretty pretty big. And um, yeah. That's how I started off, and then so after once I graduated high school, uh, I met up with this guy who did stand up, and he was like, you know, if you teach me to do the TV stuff, because my ratings suck, I'll teach you to do stand up. Uh, okay, cool. Sounds sounds dope. So you never had a problem with the ratings? No, no. So you you had the TV personality already that people I guess so. yeah tuned in to watch. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you, do you feel like you always had that persona in you? Even before TV? Uh, oh, yeah. I was always the guy that wanted to be, you know, my mom's with the big, fat uh, VHS <laughs> tape recorder, yeah. you know, the Marty McFly tape recorder. And I'm um, like, Mom, look at me, look at me, look at me, kind of thing. Um, were your parents anything creative? No. no. <laughs> you, you were the first in the family? I was pretty much the first in the family, the uh, the black sheep. The black sheep? The black sheep. And, uh, it's usually the black sheep. I would actually, when my, when my family would come over for, like, Christmas or uh, uh, Thanksgiving... I would put on productions in my house. I produced Toy Story 
and I produced a Nickelodeon show. So is, is this like 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 in play, my house? Like, just in my house. Like plays? Pretty much like little little tiny plays. I wrote the scripts out. My my to my sister. I'm like, you want to audition for my uh my my you, show? And she's like, okay. She's like all, five years old, six years old. Yeah. Did and she, get the part? she got the part. She got oh, the part. Good, good. I had nobody else, so of course she got Nepotism. the part. <laughs> I had nobody else. Dude, I can totally relate because when, when I was younger, me and my cousins, we got together and we instead of plays, we put together like concerts. Like we're like, oh, oh nice. we're Backstreet Boys and you're NSYNC. Nice. And totally. I'm so and so, and we would like dance in front of our aunts. It's so embarrassing, but it's that's you know. Yeah. When you're a kid, it's it's fun yeah. to pretend like you're someone else. Pretty much. Okay. And uh, and then yeah. So that, that's what I did as a kid, and then uh, then as I got into teenage years, me and my cousins would start. I got a for my uh, 16th birthday. I got a video camera for my 16th birthday. So I was so geeked out, I'd make a bunch of movies and make a bunch of learn how to do angle shots, learn how to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then um, and this is all editing with VHS still, by the way. This is you know. <laughs> what program did you use? VHS. <laughs> VHS. VHS. Like rewind. Yeah, yeah. Everything like that. Yeah. On camera editing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Stu- uh, and then, then when I then when I got in high school, then it was uh, all digital, the first digital uh, high def, not high def cameras, but what are they called? The high eight cameras. Hey. Yes. Yeah. And with the firewire cords. By the time I got my camera, I got into mini DV with the firewires. Mini DV. No, and and I, mini DV just came out when I was like a senior yeah. in high school. I ended it with with the Windows Movie Maker, and that was still pretty shitty. But when you're doing it, it's fun, right? Yeah. I find it amazing. You you edit it with the yeah, VHS. Yeah, with, with the play stop play on there the on the TV, and yeah. uh, I'd have two different VHSs connecting to to the uh, channels on the back of the TVs with those plugins, and then uh, just would edit stuff, and it actually came out pretty cool. So, as a child, you were interested in the entertainment industry already. Yeah, I wanted to be a comic. You wanted to be a comic. I wanted to, actually wanted to do comedy movies. Comedy. Growing movies. Growing up, my uh, my. Uh, favorite comedian was Adam Sandler so I always wanted to be an Adam Sandler movie so everything that I made was geared towards like an Adam Sandler movie that I saw somewhere like somehow some way so Adam Sandler is your inspiration when it comes to comedy films films yeah okay and growing up as a teenager were you the class clown in high school Uh, I was always one in trouble <laughs> I don't know you were I, the criminal. No, not the criminal. I was the criminal. I was just the guy always getting in trouble for talking too much to people or or, or promoting my shows in class and stuff like that. You used to pass out your VHSs I, in class. Not the not the VHSs, but like the flyers. I promoted at school and gave everyone flyers. Watch the oh. show tonight. Watch the show tonight. Watch the show. Tonight. You're talking about the public access show. Yeah. Okay. I, sorry. I st- my oh, mind. You mean elementary school? Yeah. Elementary school. Uh, yeah. I was a so they called me the social butterfly. Social um, butterfly. I would, uh, you know. I would talk to the kids, and of course we would do that. I think all kids do this, where they where they uh, they mimic all lines from movies, and you pretend you're in the movie. Uh-huh. Just me. What movies did you? Uh, you know, Hook. Hook. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Did, um, did you find yourself uh, kind of talking like uh, Sean he, over here? He still gives my lines to he, me. Does I'm he? Way over here. <laughs> he forgets him. He forgets him. <laughs> 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 okay. Um. And uh, yeah, you know, class clown, class, 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 cast clown, uh-huh. ass clown, ass clown, ass clown. Okay, and then, and then you got TV later on, and then you met this guy to do stand up. Do stand up. So, how was that transition from sketch to stand up? Uh, well, my so like my back to that event, the first show, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, well, dude, I don't know what to do. He goes, you trust me. When you get up there, you'll know what to do. I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna know what to do. He made you. Go, he you made me go without jokes. He or? signed me up. He snuck me into the bar. So you had no material. I had no material at all. Okay. 
and uh, and he snuck me in, and I, he put me on the list. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know what to say. Goes, just, just go with it. Like, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. He was trying to get you it. over the fear of it. I don't know if it was the fear. It was just I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I don't. Well, have, I didn't have fear. fear I just, you like that? Cause I could fuck up some people. I, I've seen people try stand up for the first time with like, and oh, they cry. You just, just <laughs> yeah, and then they die because I'm they have no. I'm not funny at all. They have nothing to say. Right. Yeah, and they try to self-deprecate, but if you go there unprepared, it psychologically it could fuck you up. Like, but then again, if if you're already in on it, like if you're already geared yeah. to do that, you fuck up the first time like that, no yeah. big deal, you move on. But some people who are who, who th- this field is not their thing. They, they get like, traumatized. Yeah, they do. Sure. Borderline I've PTSD. Seen I seen it happen. I seen people like, dude, I can't even get in front of my class anymore. It's like you're fucking crazy, right? It's it's just an open mic. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Have the people not even listen to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Half of them are comics. Yeah. Most right. of them are comics. But he's like, no, dude, it, it, I just can't do it. And I was like, oh, well, it sucks to be you. Yeah. But anyway, so you went up the no so, material. So then I went up with no material, but I think I had an advantage because everyone can tell I looked so young. I was 17. You think I look young now? I look, when I was 17, I looked like I was How old are you fucking now? 12 or 13. Uh, I am 28. Yeah, you're young. I'm 20, How old are you? I'm 25, and I look like I'm 40 with the baldness <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I think you look sexy. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a good look. I put that down as... Uh, <laughs> Garrett Gonzalez believes I'm sexy. Nice. There it is. Anyway, so going back so, to that so, night. So I think I had that advantage where... Because I, I've noticed at that actual show, people weren't really listening to the comics. But then when I went up, they're like, oh, who's this little kid? And they all kind of just shut up and watched me. So I don't know if it was like, um, let's give him some inspiration laughter. or um, Inspirational laughter? Keep, what is you know, that? Like, like, maybe he's not that good, but we'll, we'll, he has to be supportive of this little kid kind of thing. Not pity laugh. It's an not, inspirational laugh. Not a pity laugh, laugh like, like an inspiration laugh. Like, oh, he's, look at him. He's cute. Oh. Kind of thing. Okay. Kind of a pity laugh. <laughs> it pretty much is pity. <laughs> I've never heard inspiration laugh before in my life. Inspiration laugh. Give, yeah. let's, let's give him like, some hope. Let's not ruin his life right now. I've seen an audience make that decision. Yeah. For a comic. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I've seen it. I've seen it go the other way. I've seen an audience, as a group, without talking to each other, just make the decision to just make a guy quit comedy. They, so they, they collectively yeah. got together. So he Hive got mind. Lucky. All right. So cool. So and, you, what happened? So I actually did pretty well. Uh, I didn't know I was creating punchlines at the time, but apparently I was. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it was obviously it wasn't, you know, amazing. Um, one of those jokes that I actually use, I still use to this day. So it's kind of cool. Um, but other than that, it was just I'm like now that I think about it, I'm like, Dad, that was terrible. Which show yeah. was it? I'm just curious. The uh, half white, half right thing. I mean, it's transformed into something else, mm. but it's still the same, okay. same premises. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so from there, you just start hitting up open mics afterwards. Yeah. And even, like right after that, I'm like, let's go to another one. Let's go to another one. Let's go to another one. It's like, there's no more tonight. I'm like, come on. Was it mostly in the South Bay Network? At that time, it was in the South Bay Network. Yes. Okay. And then pretty, pretty soon after that, I moved to L.A. And then uh, just was working my way up there and just hitting all the clubs pretty much like Moved three to, to four times a week. Yeah. What were you doing over there? Uh, trying to do comedy. Actually, I went to school for film. Oh, where at? At uh, the Art Institute in Los Angeles. Fucking A. That's a fucking good school. Yeah. My Me? Loans, my loans fell through, so I couldn't stay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the film school I went to was De Anza Community College. Nice. It's cheaper. You're, you're and, not in debt. And, and now I'm in San Jose State film, <laughs> film program. Nice. Oh, uh, that's cool. But AFI, dude. If I, hey, even if you dropped, you didn't drop out. Did you graduate? Uh, no, I didn't the, drop out. My loans, my loans, fell out. My, I fell out pretty much. How long, how long <laughs> were you? There? How long, how long were you there for? I, I was there for almost a year, and then uh, and actually, so my comedy actually started picking up. I just started hitting the clubs, 
you know, start getting money here and there. I'm like, oh, I, just, I bet that year I made a big difference, this. though. And then, well, the thing is, too, when I started learning uh, in school, I started to learn the whole behind the camera stuff and with with the cameras and everything and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, it's not fun for me anymore. I want to be the guy in the front of the camera. Okay, so you much rather be in the writing. Uh, process. Yeah, the writing and not, not, acting. Not necessarily the production side of things, but more of the pre-production and yeah. in front of camera. Or stuff. producing the actual thing without yeah. all the stuff and the cameras and the, you know, having to work everything. Yeah, in, in the, I see that. I see some, you know, I remember the first time I went to film class, I was going to quit because I grew up with just the mini DV camera. Yeah. First day of class these new students were talking about their white balance and everything else and you're like oh what sucks yeah pretty much fil- film <laughs> jargon film jargon at the time I had no idea what the fuck they're talking about they are yeah. talking about HD 4K I was like you know what maybe I made a, a mistake here but as you go on you find out that these people don't know what the fuck they're doing you don't know what the fuck they're doing sure. and, that, and that's the beauty of, of anything creative is that no matter how much experience you have they don't really know what the fuck they're doing exactly I mean, you know, they're basing everything from their experience and I was like, all right, well, fuck, I don't have money to make equipment, but fucking A, I'm a writer. It's an advantage I have. And I've done acting a bit in theater. So, that, see, but that's the, the th- what I'm saying, though, is that one year you spent is probably great for you because you probably, you know, met these different people in the fields. Yeah, it was cool. Right? And networking. Networking. Cause, that's, that's really one of the best thing, thing about uh, the filmmaking business is that it really incorporates so many different diverse people with different skills like some people want to be filmmakers because they like tinkering with gadgets and they get into mm-hmm. the equipment side of it you know and then some people want to want to write and be you know express themselves so when you get to a film set there's construction guys there's you know engineers there's yeah. uh, all yeah. types of creative people and actors so that's it's a, it's a really awesome place to yeah. be and there's a misconception that you have to be good with cameras to be a filmmaker and I think that's what sure. happened here with you. Is that what happened? Uh, no, it's just I just got bored. I think I got bored behind the camera. Yeah. And I was like, this is not fun no more. Yeah. When I, when I couldn't be the starring role in the uh, in the projects, you know, I had to be the guy that was holding the camera. Like, this is this sucks. <laughs> and now I'm the, this I could do better. What the fuck is this guy yeah. doing? Come on, give yeah, me a chance. Kinda. You you were like uh you were like Brucey from what's that Adam Sandler film? The whole nine yards? No, not the whole nine yards. Uh. The longest yard. The longest yard. Uh, the, the 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 backup quarterback that always wants to get in, but yeah. they let him. <laughs> that was pretty much me. <laughs> okay, so you're in LA, and but however, you had stand up. So, to it, work so with I started doing stand up. How, uh, how was the LA experience with you compared to up here in the South? Bay? Up here, actually, I love it. Uh, I love it way more. Than, I mean, obviously, over there, there's there's an open mic every night, and not just one every night. There's like maybe 30 yeah. a night or maybe 10 15 a night there's a lot more to do huh? oh my god yeah yeah so if you really want to you know perfect your craft you can do it every night is it as cutthroat as they say it is um i don't think so i mean it is to a point but there's so just so many people you know whether say like like we were talking about this a couple if days you don't ago. expect people to help you then it's not cutthroat right i mean Mm-hmm. Only if you're expecting the guy who cuts your throat to help you, mm-hmm. then you're then it's cutthroat. But um, like for instance, there was this there was a huge audition for this big comedy festival, and a good friend of mine got an audition for it. And uh, you know he's like, hey, I'm auditioning. You help me work on my stuff. And I was like, when's the how'd you get the audition? And he literally wouldn't tell me how he got the audition. This is a good friend of mine. So 
It's cutthroat in the sense that even a good friend of mine won't let me get the same audition that. What's the logic behind that though? Of well, not letting you know how I got it. Because it's competition, you know. It's like, uh, you know. Okay, just one less person to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So in that sense, it's cutthroat because you know it's a good friend of mine I'm talking about. So if you're looking at things. It's not this guy, goes, is it? I don't know. No, not this. Oh, okay. No, he would totally tell me. Yeah. He would tell me where the audition was, but he'd give me the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> But in that sense, you know, if you want to look at that as cutthroat, I mean, okay, maybe. And then uh, we're live Instagramming. What, what is it? We are periscoping. No, dude, I, 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 I don't Snapchat. get a periscope thing. It's just weird. Dude, in general, I find I'm so behind in technology for a 25 millennial. Like, I, people were talking about Snapchatting. I was like, what is that? I don't know. Never been on there. Either. <laughs> All right, so I even know the jokes like uh, swipe left, swipe right, but I don't even know what. Is that for Tinder jokes? I, I guess. Yeah. Tinder. <laughs> He knows. Yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, so, and t- tell me more about L.A. Uh, so, then I lived there for about uh, almost four years, and then just was pounding the pavement doing comedy, and then um, it was it was a good time. Yeah. And then you came back? And then I, well, I came back because my grandpa died. Hmm. So, Sorry. I came back to take care of my grandma. My condolences. In Modesto. Yeah. Well, this is like... You, know. you said Modesto? Modesto. Is that, is that where you went? Modesto. Mm. And uh, I was back over there for about a month or so, two months, just, you know, pumping around because my grandpa wasn't there. Were you close? Uh, yeah, we are pretty close. You know, it was just sucks to see her so sad when I was there the whole time, you know, she didn't want to do anything and, and you know, I'd give her her tea and, you know, take her, get her some food. Um, and then and she, you know, she never ever pulled out from it. Of being so sad, but she she got better as the years went on. And how long were they together? Uh, they were together for forty five years, I believe. That must be hard, Almost man. 50, yeah, being with somebody for that long. Yeah, it could be easy. Like Jesus my condolences. Forty five years. Thank God I got rid of. You. <laughs> <laughs> we right forty five years. Yeah, just yeah. My 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 grandparents were fifty or so, and my grandpa. I took care of him. It was a good year I dedicated taking care of him before he passed away. But, like, for me, he was always around, but he was always a quiet guy. So yeah. I didn't really get to know him until that last year where I dedicated to take care of him, which is random because I was, like, I was waited, the black sheep and I was the most distant. He yeah. waited until he was shitting himself before. I guess so. Himself. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And <laughs> and I don't know. And I, I kind of regretted that. I was like, I wish I knew him. Because I'm yeah. sure, like, your grandparents have great stories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I was like, pot of gold of stories yeah. here Interesting. I was told by Santa Claus no joke I took my daughter to go uh, take a picture with Santa Claus and Santa Claus told me here this is what you need for Christmas a tip from Santa make sure you have one of those smartphones don't you yeah make sure you press record and you talk to your grandparents and ask them all about their stories huh Measle. Merry Christmas Mm-hmm. Like okay, stay out your business, Santa. Jesus. Yeah. Like okay, thank you, Santa. <laughs> uh, well, but that... I still don't get that fucking bike that I, that I have always wanted. <laughs> did you do what he said though? Did you record them? Uh, I did parts of it, yeah. But you know, just so much stuff to record. Sure. That's, that's very sweet. Uh, and how many siblings do you have? I have one sister. One sister, older, younger? Uh, younger. Younger. So you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm I'm the oops baby. Like oh shit, 
We Oops. just got pregnant. Now uh, we have to get married. And <laughs> is, is that what happened? My, my, yep, my parents been married ever since. Yeah, my sister's the oops baby. She's out there somewhere. I saw her walk in. What's the uh, What's that oh. picture that comes up on your mom's cell phone when you call her? Of me? What? What? Oh, so I've <laughs> one of my jokes is is uh, about how I'm the black sheep in the family. Yeah. And uh, and I and I talk about how you know when your parents hate you because you're the black sheep when. Uh, when your mom buys a cell phone to not answer your phone calls. And I'll be calling her over and over and she's not picking up. And my dad's on the other end, like, babe, aren't you gonna pick your phone? She goes, well, no, why not? Because look who's calling, she opens the phone, shows him, it reads, incoming call from the mistake. Wow. What's even worse, my color ID photo on her phone is a picture of me that pops up when I call her. Yeah. It's a picture of a broken condom. Of a broken condom. <laughs> Did she put that there or did you? I put that there. <laughs> you put that there. So when she calls me, it's a broken. It really is a broken condom. Is that something they hung over your head since a kid? This is getting deep. Like the condoms over my head, or no, no, no like the, the like you're a mistake. You're a you're a mistake. No, they never really said that. No, no. You just figured it out. I just. Yeah. Well, I figured it out on my you 18th. Just it out. I you just figured, figured it out. On my you're, you're like, you know how my, dumb my, I was. My parents are not getting along. Why are they even together? You know what? It must have been me. When I was 18 years old, I or I was 16 years old. My 16th birthday, I found out that, uh, I'm like, oh, my birthday's coming up. And then my parents are like, yeah, it's our anniversary. And it's the week before my birthday. I'm like, hmm. wait, how long have you guys been married? To like 16 years. I'm like, hmm. And you're, and I'm, wait, I'm going to be born in two weeks after the wedding. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and my mom starts laughing. Like, yep. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm an oops baby. And it, yeah, but they, you know, at least made the uh, proper arrangements, you know. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Okay. And about your family, you said they're not really creative, but do they were in the environment of co- laughter? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we always watch comedy movies and stuff, so yeah. So your father or your mother introduced you to comedy films? Kind of. I would, I would watch when I was a kid, actually. I loved, uh, before I went to bed, to watch uh, In Living Color. In Living Color. That was the best. I would say though most of your comedy comes from pain, not like some kind of That's happy, true too. Thing. It's always stuff that happens to you. Pain. Yeah. I hardship breeds creativity. That's what yeah. I say. That's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah. How about your sister? She does anything creative as well? Um no. I'm trying to find the. Cre- I'm like, lay off of my sister. I'm trying to find the creative. You want to gene- date her? <laughs> One question, or already you think I'm date? I want to date her. Though uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find the creative gene in your family. Were, were there any musicians or anything? Because I have this theory that there's some creative gene in a lot of performances, uh, performances, uh, a, lot, a lot of people in the entertainment field. Hmm. So I'm trying to find it here. I'm not hmm. sure if it's grandparents, um, maybe. Maybe my cousin's a famous comic too, uh, Angela Johnson. Oh yeah, she was in town. Yeah, she's here. She's here this weekend. Does she have an influence in in your trajectory um, in comedy? No, not, I mean we used to do open mics before she got famous. We used to do open mics together. Together in, in L.A. Yeah, that's cute. Um, two cousins, right? Mm-hmm. Open mics, yeah. right? That's a good support um, system because they're family. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, but creative genes. Maybe my grandpa. He, I mean, he can build. What? He can build. You know, a birdhouse out of out of fucking tan bark. Oh. Um, a carpenter? No, he would. He just did everything. Like he would just. He could make earrings. He could make just. You know. Pretty, he was pretty creative. Was he? With, with jewelry? Things like that. Not with jewelry, just, you know, just, just, he, he made a train set in his backyard, or he, he made, you know. Like a full-on train set? He made full-on train stations and everything, just with hands. Wow. 
uh, was more talent than I ever had with my hands. He made. Uh, he also made extra rooms in the house. I don't. Know, I mean, I guess maybe creative with carpentering, but just I guess he had the creative gene to do creative things with what he had. Okay. So tell me a bit of your uh, stand-up comedy influences. Stand-up comedy influence. Wow. I'm gonna have to say in high school probably Dave Chappelle. I love yeah. the Chappelle show. Um, actually, the first time I ever watched a stand-up act, I was six years old, and it was um, Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh. And he was just one of those guys that come on real fast for like three minutes. He has a three minutes of fame. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that guy's really funny. Like the jokes he said was like amazing. And then now here he is, crazy blown up. And I remember him when I was a little kid, and he was just like a one and done kind of thing on on uh, Comedy Central. I was like, that's nuts. So, maybe Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh. Yeah. How about the local guys you used to do stand-up with? Local guys. Obviously, Pete, you know. Pete Munoz? Yeah. That guy's guy. a hard worker. Me, uh, me and him uh, go back. We actually started together. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Me and so Pete you, are pretty much you've been doing best this friends. Nine years? Uh, ten years. Ten years. I think I started about maybe uh, a couple months before him or a year before him. I don't remember the actual. Yeah. I was I was like 17. I was 18 when I met him. And he was already like 35. <laughs> no, he was like 20, maybe 23, 24, 25 when I met him. And uh, and we rolled we rolled shows together in L.A. We'd come back to San Jose, do shows in San Jose, go back to L.A. Yeah. Um, so you, you guys have a, a great work ethic. Me, my stand-up, the farthest I've gone, I try to keep within the Bay Area. Really? SF, Santa Cruz. Probably like, it's probably Livermore, and I fucking bombed. I died over there. I always died in over Santa there. Santa Cruz? No, in Livermore. Livermore. What the S- fuck's in Livermore? <laughs> a, a crowd that does not like Livermore. my, my, my material. Book called the Stand Up Comedy Bible. I heard about it, but I'm I'm I don't. What about it? Because I, well, I, I, I have skepticism it. about any sort of person t- oh. telling the how to of to do something creative. Sure, yeah, you should definitely investigate. I mean, don't take yeah. my word for it. Did you write the Stand Up Comedy Bible? No. Okay, no, I, I didn't mean to offend the no, author here. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that would okay. be great though. Like shit, he's totally dragging on my. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is available now <laughs> at all B Dalton stores. Uh, no, I just found that book to be incredibly helpful from taking me to the uh, the open mic material level to actually helping me form professional material. And then once you have some professional material, the chances of you bombing are you know go down mm. dramatically. So there's really a few things when it comes to telling a joke or you know delivering uh, standard material to an audience there's a couple key things that you have to do yeah. yeah and if you don't do those one or two or three things then it's just a disaster a lot of people are able to do these one or two or three things naturally just out of instinct so that's when you will see somebody go up and have like a really good show on their first time or whatever uh-huh. you know it's sort of that natural thing but when you look at it when all comedians are getting really good laughs um, they're all really hitting the same uh, place markers. Yeah, there's consist- consistency. Sure, sure. Yeah, for some reason I'm having a hard time talking today. No, that's right. Yeah, have another beer. I should. <laughs> Actually, I'm tea. Can we break You're for tea? a I'm recovering. Can I get my cigarette? Because I feel like we're going to get deep in here. Uh, yeah, you can take a cigarette. I can still talk to you while you, you, you sure, take a drag. Um, what kind of cigarettes do you smoke anyway? Like, mm. do, do you have, like, are you loyal to a brand? I'll smoke pretty much whatever. <laughs> okay. And I mean whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Because some people are like a loyal to like Mar- Marlboro. 
and they get the sunglasses and the jackets after smoking so many packs. Like, I'm John Wayne. They don't do that anymore. No? They, don't give, they used to give you shit. Oh, when you get enough packets yeah. or something, you send it in. I, I, feel, I feel that's the future of vape pens. Like, pretty soon the vape company is going to be sending you shit for... <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Vape tax. Vape tax. Vape tax. Uh, Alright, so comedy inspirations. Okay. Yeah. And Pete Munoz is one of them. And... Oh, well, also the guy that got me into stand-up. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Crazy Boy Marvin. Crazy Boy Marvin. Crazy Boy Marvin. He's passed away now. Oh, my condolences. Uh, thank you. But he, um, he's the one that, that got me into it and, you know, kind of taught me how to how to pound the pavement and just promote, 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 promote. And uh, just kept going with it. Okay. And do people still follow your, because you mentioned you were on TV. Mm-hmm. You were the G-Man. The G-Man. The G-Man. Do people... Sounds so gay. Like, are you the gay man? Are you a fucking black guy? What... <laughs> well, do you ever get tired of people coming up to you and be like, hey, I'm already from the G-Man? Yeah. No, you... I don't get tired of it. Uh, it's kind of cool because don't be like, oh, so you're an actual follower because no one even calls me G-Man anymore. Uh, so I'm like, you're a true you, fan. You must, yeah, you must have known me back in the day. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I think it's, like, it's pretty cool. People people actually have posted uh, pictures on my Instagram or Facebook or tagged me and stuff on Instagram. That's the actual flyers that I handed out, like at the mall or something, that way back then, and that they added me on Facebook now, and fans on Facebook, whatever, and they'll, they'll post it like, Throwback Thursday, look what I found. Like, oh shoot, that's crazy. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I want to go a bit to film. Have you worked on any film since? Uh, I've worked, uh, me and Sean just got done uh, filming his TV show, Why Not Weiss for Netflix. Um, oh. So. So you guys got a deal with Netflix? We haven't had a deal yet. Um, it's in place. I guess I work on we a pilot. A, we made a pilot for it, and uh, they we just got an email two, three days ago from Amazon with Amazon Video uh, wanting to buy the series, maybe, possibly. Interesting. So we're still in, in deals with different companies. See, that's and whatnot, a whole so. different universe to deal with, is, yeah. is the TV yeah. industry. So we'll see what happens, but uh, it's pretty fun filming it. And did you, did you – I'm sure you helped write it. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of stuff we actually shoot. It's pretty much uh, on the spot comedy where you just we know we have a like a story premises of what's happening in the story, mm-hmm. but we kind of just ad lib it as it goes along. Improv and, is yeah, a big deal. Yeah, pretty much with improv you. it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it actually comes out pretty pretty funny. Sometimes surprisingly, sometimes still, right? it's too funny where you can't put it in. You're just like, oh, that's too bad. But you know, it's downright hilarious. Uh-huh. And you're like, people aren't gonna buy. You know, companies aren't gonna buy this. We can't put it in. Be like. <laughs> Maybe the director's cut. Right? There you go. Director's <laughs> cut. I like that. <laughs> okay. And uh, in general, you don't write film anymore. You, you're working on mostly sketch web series. Sketch web series. We're still doing stand-up. We are. We have our uh, our comedy tour, the Mighty Schmucks comedy tour okay. with me and Sean. Um, so uh, I'm going to stick with this real fast. What is your process like when it comes to either writing stand-up material or writing for web series? Or in writing um, in general? It has to be real. What you write has to be either what... I was told, and Sean agrees, we talk about this all the time, what we're going to write. It has to have actually maybe happened or somewhat there's truth to what we're writing. So it's not like we just made up a storyline of you know some guy getting a blowjob and the chick pissed on him out of nowhere you know something random where it's like it has to have happened so it's when you know there's truth to it the funny comes out oh sorry 
I figured since he was taking a smoke, I could direct it your way a bit more. Okay. So, real truth. Yeah. Does that mean you usually base on certain uh, subjects on something that happened to you in real life? Yeah. So, uh, like, our, so the, the Comedy Buddies thing that we just filmed, uh, the episode's called Comedy Buddies, and it's about, it's actually a little bit uh, kind of the opposite of what actually... I go into town to L.A. because well, actually in real life we're back and forth to L.A. a lot, you know, doing stuff. And when I come to town, he is portraying me as the party guy. When in, in real life, he's it's opposite. However, in real life, we actually got we did we did a mighty uh, Anaheim Ducks event for the playoffs, and we were throwing out towels and merchandise to them, sending autographs for them and whatnot. And uh, we met these old ladies, and they were totally hitting on us. Mm-hmm. And so we like let's put that in the in the show, and we'll we'll uh, make that an actual scenario where these old chicks pretty much try to jump your bones and and you know suck your cock, mm-hmm. and we actually got those exact ladies to be in the film. Whoa! How was that conversation like? Talking about comedy buddies. How was that conversation like? It's like, hey, remember when you hit on us the other yeah, day? Can you reenact it again? We're like, we're gonna make you look so great, you know. And, and then after they find out that they're old ladies that you try to hook me up with, they're pissed. It's like ah. Oh. But it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. And um, you mentioned that you're on a comedy tour. Yes, me and Sean are on a comedy tour called the Mighty Schmucks yeah, Comedy Tour. Yeah, that's really the part of the story I'm trying to get to because oh. I'd like to hear it. Is uh, like when he just like what how he called me and what made you decide to. Well, before this comedy tour, have you been in a comedy tour before? I'm uh, not uh, an actual tour tour, but you know, travel road shows. Road shows. Like What's that, the yeah. farthest you've gone? Farthest I've gone, I want to say, is Washington D.C., Boston, New York. East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah. Fucking a. East Check Coast. that out. How was that like? Uh, it was actually really cool. Yeah. You wouldn't think. <laughs> you would think. Why well, would it not be cool? Just, I, I mean, because you would think maybe it's a di- it's a different atmosphere. It's a totally different you know world. And when I did my my jokes. Because you're not going to think, oh, maybe there's not Mexicans over there or, you know. A lot of my comedy. We're everywhere, man. I know. We're everywhere. Are you, are, 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 we're are crossing you, the border to Canada now. Are you, are you full Mexican? Like, your parents are I heard there's Mexicans? Canadian hockey players, huh? Are both your parents Mexicans? <laughs> Mexican. No, my mom's white. My dad's Mexican. So, white? Um, like American? Like Caucasian? American white, is it? I don't know. <laughs> are we talking about cheese here? What's going on? American uh, white. Uh, my mom is, is... Like, she have German she, in yeah, her? Yeah, like German and Welsh and... Just Whoa, shit. you might have have royalty in your blood, huh? That'd be fucking nice. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you didn't expect Mexicans in the East Coast? So, but you know, what like, a surprise. And a lot of my stand-up isn't geared towards Mexican stuff, but I do have some Mexican jokes. So when I go there, you know, I'm like, uh, I don't know how this is gonna react, you know? And they like, they actually loved it. They're like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It's creative. And then when I performed in Washington, it's something about black people, mm-hmm. right? And my wife, when when we were there, she goes, I don't know about this place. Like, there's just a bunch of black people. I don't know how they're gonna take you. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just, just slowly. Just l- let me just let me just do this. Yeah. You know, if they're gonna kick my ass, they're gonna kick my ass. Let me just do this. I'm not hey, gonna do anything and, racist. And the uh, quote unquote urban, I guess some people call it the urban comedy circuit. The, the black urban, people. Yeah, pretty much. They they get brutal, man. They do. If they, if they don't like you, they'll let you know. They, yeah. They'll so let, when yeah. I went on, but they're also like some of the loudest. Yeah. Giving audiences. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. So when I when I perform. It was total opposite of what you thought, and they were like, "Oh, that's my nigga right there. That's my nigga." <laughs> and like this dude was like waving a towel as he's laughing, I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah. is this really happening right now? I, yeah. Did I just I I feel like uh, Eminem right now? 
Yeah. What's going on? The black people love me. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so it's pretty. It's, it's a different, different, totally different uh, atmosphere. But I felt a lot of love. Mm. It, was, it was cool. And you, you mentioned you have a wife. I have a wife. And you have a daughter. And I have a daughter. Did you meet her while doing stand up? Uh, I met my wife actually in high school. Before. Who used to watch my TV show. Oh wow! <laughs> and we were we actually were friends in in high school. And uh, you married your friend. I married my friend. Wow. And uh, I used to be behind her in, in, in summer school, and I'd pick on her and, you know, flick her ear and shit like that. Yeah. Aww. I'd be the annoying little fuck. And uh, and after, I, when I moved to L.A., we, like, lost all separation, didn't talk for almost five, six years. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back to San Jose, we really, we actually we met at a barbecue we both didn't want to go to. And we both ended up going. She just got out of a bad relationship with her last ex. Yeah. And uh, I had my baby mama. She actually left me while she was pregnant. Oh, so your daughter is from a different person. I'm okay. that type of Mexican, yes. And um, and did you also meet your daughter's mother in in school? So, no, I actually met her at a show. She came to one of my shows. <laughs> there you go. If you were trying to get to that, that's, that's it. <laughs> she came to one of my shows. I'm like, wow, she has big tits. I just I just want to fuck her. Yeah. And, uh, and it we, happened. And it happened. We uh, obviously, and uh, we were together for two years. Mm-hmm. And then she got pregnant, and she uh, left me for another guy while pregnant. Ouch! Sorry to hear that. I know it's okay. It, 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 but it it made me uh, do stand up more and just pound the pavement harder. Fucking a, yeah. It was, it was so weird. You I went did, through you, like a life transforming thing where I just concentrated on it, and I just was getting more and more gigs, and just hey man, hardship you know. breeds creativity and fucking work ethic. So yeah, it was it was it was kind of cool. Okay, and uh, in that sense of a blessing, I guess in okay. disguise. And and when meeting your your wife, what was the magic moment? Uh, what, what, she walked in, I was like, oh my god, she looks hot, and she. <laughs> but but you, you didn't recognize her from before, did oh, you? I did recognize her. Oh, I'm like okay. wow, she lost a lot of weight. She looks really hot. And uh, she was like, I, I was too even scared to like even just say hi. And she sat next to me, and she goes, "Hi, Garrett." Mike, like, hey, hey, how are you? I don't want to be here. How you don't want to be here. Yeah, Talk to much. me. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy, who was actually at that same barbecue, was trying to ask her out, but we, she was talking to me the whole night. Yeah. We were playing beer pong, and you know, at this barbecue, and I told her I don't want to come, and she was like, oh "My God, I don't want to come either. All these people here are fucking assholes." I'm like I know. And I'm fucking here. And the only way, only reason I went to that yeah. barbecue was because I saw that girl that was hosting the, the barbecue at the fucking mall. Okay. And she was like, "You're coming, right?" I'm like, "I guess so." Now that you saw me at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it was it was kind of cool. And this, the other guy that was there was trying to hit on her all night. I'm like, "Dude, what are you, this guy code? What do you you know you can see him I'm hanging out with her?" Yeah. So as I'm asking for a number, he goes, "Let me get your number too." Like, what are you doing? Uh, that's then so he, fucking he annoying. Submit, so then he. Yeah. Uh, so I actually jumped in her car. I'm like, you give me a ride home. She goes, what? I'm like, you're going to give me a ride home. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you are. I'm not taking the bus. Like, I'm going to, okay. you know. At that, at that time, I didn't have a car. Yeah. And uh, she, I'm like, you're going to give me a ride home. She goes, like, okay, I guess so. Yeah. So we're working at my friend's house, and we're going to smoke some marijuana. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't smoke, but all right. And, uh, and then we just kept hanging out and... You know, went to another, and then three years later, four years later, we're married. Okay. And, and for the most part, she's she supportive of you doing comedy. Oh yeah, she's pretty much supportive. And when you first start, when you were first like, yeah, comedy, stand up is what I'm doing. Was your family supportive? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're kind of just like, what? Okay, yeah. cool, whatever. I still get that from yeah. my parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? You want to be a clown, Jorge? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Mijo, go get a real job. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes. I have more than enough of that. Yep, they have benefits. Okay, so um, comedy tour, 
so you have experience touring around the country, and now you and Sean Wise are embarking on this Mighty Schmucks comedy tour. Mighty Schmucks comedy. Yes, my friend was on uh, Chase. 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 My Chase. Yeah, I, I remember you guys had a San Jose show. I went to that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I seen you. I seen you do stand up. So you saw it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for coming. And yeah, I was supporting you guys and supporting my friend Chase. Um, how's that coming along? Uh, it's good. We uh, we got some plans in place. We got um. You guys have set dates, set, set locations. We we're getting set dates and set locations. Um, as of right now, uh, we're in, still I in talks. Canada. We're in talks, and we're talking about going to Canada, having like a straight up Canada tour, because that would that would be a killer over there. How, how do you even plan a comedy tour? I don't know where to even start. You just well, we have a publicist named JJ, and uh, you want to talk about JJ? Or how Not really. crazy weird he is. <laughs> publicist. How do I look? <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a little kooky. You've seen Back to the Future, right? Uh, he, yeah. He looks like Doc Brown kind of. Yeah, does he? He's just that crazy. This is gonna work. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get this organization. We're gonna get this organization, and it's all gonna come around. We're gonna get this done. Highly caffeinated. Okay, huh? Cool. All right. Let's do what you do, bro. Let's, let's do it. Um, he's a visionary. We just met with the. Uh, what's the name of that team? We met we met with the San Jose Sharks uh, Sports and Entertainment. Uh, faculty today you're very involved with the San Jose Sharks yes I'm a big Sharks fan big and Sharks. I didn't tell him that because I don't want to look like a starstruck uh, idiot and yeah. um, we they all offered us to come out and uh, be like pretty much celebrity guests and hang out at yeah. the, when you went into the locker Kuda. room and smelled all the the jocks box, yeah. the jocks yeah you lost your cool <laughs> I lost my cool I was just like oh my god my my my, my fucking dick's turning hard right now it's yeah. it's hardening it happened talking about starstruck I have a confession I met you guys before that show at Did San Jose you? State, I was the camera guy of an interview you guys were doing for San Jose Radio, San Jose State Radio. Oh, with the. I was. I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed, cause she was starstruck oh, yeah. by you. You you walked in and then you walked really? out, huh? No, no, no. Were you there the whole I, time? I, I was the camera guy. Oh, oh wow. And the reason why it took so long to mention this, cause I was embarrassed because she was starstruck by you. She asked you like no questions. I know. At all. I was just like. Yeah, and she oh she wanted to talk about you and she like forgot. What Any was, questions? You should just babbling. Was told. And I'm like, I heard the interview was terrible. Not on your guys's part. No, yeah. I just from the questions I guess she asked. I, yeah. I guess it didn't come out correctly. And, and, it didn't and I was like, I was like, Sean Weiss. It's like, dude, you're cool and all. Garrett's the homeboy. San Jose. <laughs> no questions directed to that the, guy. Only about the homeboy, yeah. Right. Well, you know, of course, you know, superstar as well. But, but the thing is, the way she handled it, uh, like, from my background, like, I was like, dude, so... I want to answer you, so... Yeah, okay, cool. Um, So, Sean. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, you know what? Uh, my head was like, you know, I should introduce myself and network with you guys. But after that happened, I was like, I was too embarrassed. So I just shook her hand. I was like, <laughs> we didn't notice anything. I, I, I just tried to act cool. We were actually really... Uh, yeah. We were... I think we were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> we went to the bar before then. Yeah. And we were like, oh shit, we forgot we have a we have a radio interview. Oh yeah, that's what happened. That's what yeah. happened. And then we had a and show then the night before. We had a show so the night you guys before. didn't remember either. And about an hour before the thing, we were like, like oh fuck, we have a we have a radio interview. We yeah. forgot. And then she goes, well, let's go. Is this my podcast friend. same thing here? Mm-hmm. You guys? No, we got well, we did. No, the we, thing was. Oh yeah. No, we did. We we remembered. However, when we were in the meeting at at the uh, Shark Tank, we were like, oh shit, I forgot. We have to be here at 12. That's when I texted you. I was like, can I be here at 1? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It was nice. I remember showing up, uh, being, being had, having been at the bar for like a couple hours. It was <laughs> nice showing up to see that the interview was on a college campus. Yeah. Kind of made everyone relax. Somebody there owes me a, a sweatshirt. For? I don't know. 
I saw some kid with an awesome sweatshirt. I was like, can I have that sweatshirt? He's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll was that you? It was not me. I don't wear cool sweatshirts. Right. I, remember, <laughs> I, me- I remember the sweatshirt comment. I wasn't sure if it was you. <laughs> Someone was wearing a cool sweater. I was hiding behind the camera. I was like, I'm so embarrassed I for you guys. Why? Oh, because. <laughs> yeah. I totally remember you. Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Right, I totally do. All right. Uh, comedy Schmucks com- uh, tour. I just fucked up your comedy Mighty tour schmucks. thing. It's all, it's all good. It's Mighty schmucks. So you mentioned it before. I'm sure you've told the story several times because I heard it where you met this guy through Facebook. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which is funny because I use Facebook for the same reason. Just to connect with people. Connect with yeah. people. And it's funny because people are like, dude, I don't want Facebook. I don't want, especially stand-up comedians yeah. or whatever. Dude, our publicist doesn't want a, uh, uh, Facebook. But I'm like, Facebook I'm like, for you me need to get a Facebook. Yeah, I get my guests on the podcast by using Facebook. Yeah, that's how you reach out to people. Sure. Yeah, and it's like, and in my back of my head, like, you know what? Maybe they don't see the message. Maybe they don't. You know, I'm not their friend. I'm probably like a freak. I don't know. But it, it for so far, it's helped me immensely. Sure. So, and you just took a, a risk, and you're and like, I hey. Took, well, what happened was I was watching. I was watching heavyweights, and I saw Sean like, I wonder what this, what this guy's doing now. Let's see. So I IMDb'd it, and then uh, I just looked on Facebook. I wonder if he has a Facebook. And then I found it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that Facebook. And uh, and I added him. And it took him, I think, like two weeks to add me. And finally got a pop-up notification like, Sean Weiss, who sent your friend request on Facebook. And I was like, oh, shit, cool. And uh, I then I messaged him. I was like, you know, I'm, I, I had already had a show in place at the Improv for a night. And I was like, I wonder if I can get him out to just come out and, and uh, headline the show. So I proposed the idea. And he goes, fuck it. Let's do it. Well, he said to me... Uh, Will you do? Will you? Will you like to come out and uh, headline at the Improv? Uh, you know, do stand up for a, for like an hour. And I had never done stand up for that long. I, I assumed he did because I went out when I went on his Facebook. He had a picture of him doing stand up, so I assumed he so did. So I, I had tinkered in it, you know. So yeah. I basically was like, uh, no, I don't really have an hour of material. And then he said, well, I'll, I'll get you a thousand dollars. And I was like, well, uh, I yes, I can definitely do an hour. <laughs> Of those find, zero zeros. Yes, yes. I'll find I'm something in. to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we met, and then we became uh, they were good, pretty much good friends, and we've been working on this for three years now. Yeah. And uh, and then you, filming whatnot and shows and yeah, just we writing just shot an episode. Ideas. Yeah, he mentioned it. Why not Weiss? You can see it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the episode Garrett's in is called Comedy Buddies. Comedy Buddies. Because we write about real stuff that happens. Because we, we are comedy buddies. Comedy buddies. Now, do you guys have a, a producer for the show? Or is it just you guys producing, writing, and everything? Directing, editing, uh, all that what, jazz? For, for the Why Not Wise? Yes. You're just pointing at Sean. Yeah, he's pretty much He's everything. He's editor. Right now, it's a real grassroots effort. Because yeah. uh, I'm working on my, my web series, and I, so far I'm doing everything, and it's, it's taking me forever. I, I shot the pilot. Cool. But, but like, I, I have an entire season right now, but it's, like, getting to... And me, I'm still in film school, so it's, like, I have the resources network yeah, there, but even that, it's hard. Yeah, it and I, I can imagine on, on your guys' part as well. Is yeah, it, I mean, I'm we can shoot out. an episode at, like, the, the, last, the thing we shot, we shot it about two days. Yeah. Three days. Three days, yeah. But as far as getting it cut together... And... It takes a while. Yeah. Oh, and you know, it takes a while to... It's, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, I should have said this line. Fuck, my do, show, I, do I look that fat? My show, on, when I was 16, I had to edit it. Uh, I, had to, I had to do a new episode every week. So I had to make a half hour of material, uh, you know, sketch mm-hmm. stuff. And it had to be every week. I had to edit it every week. And I was like, homework, TV show. Homework, fuck graduating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Did you graduate? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Garrett. I had you for a while. Should we switch seats? Sure. Get Sean Weiss on the on sure. the on the blue chair. Oh, oh, this is the, yeah. You got any more of these Bohemians? Yeah, that should be, buddy. Bohemian Rhapsody. That thing's killer. You, you ever had one of these beers? No, never had a Bohemian. Dude, they're pretty uh, legit stuff. Now, you got to help me out with these, thank you. Okay. With these Japanese nuts. These okay. Jap- Are these? Do you want more? I have more. No, I'm, I'm fine. But I'm trying to find out, is this shell added to the nut? In other words, do they crack the nut, then add this shell, or is this just how Japanese nuts grow? You're going to have to ask the Japanese, because I... You don't know the answer to that, huh? I do not, but it's one of the mysteries of life, isn't it? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm eating right now. Is it like a bland M&M, or is it... I mean, mm. is that something they cooked on there? You get my question. Right? Yeah, I do. Knowing the Japanese, you probably cook something on there very... Delicately. Right, they probably made it more complicated instead of just because I, I I've never seen one of these before. Alright. Sean Weiss. Jorge. You Hello. are probably the highest profile guest I've had on so far. Um on the I basis feel a lot of pressure. I'm not on the on the, on the basis that you've been on an actual feature film. Sure. Uh widely renowned mm-hmm. uh feature film. My my cousins grew up on the Mighty Ducks. Mm. Take me to the beginning. What's your story? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Take it to the beginning. Where were you born and raised? I'm from New Jersey. And when I was five years old, uh, I was a very sarcastic little uh, kind of a douchebag of a kid. Where in Jersey? Montvale, New Jersey. Northern New Jersey. But being sarcastic comes with the territory, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. I suppose maybe yeah, sure. <laughs> but I would I would like ask grown-ups like, "Hey, how's your sex life?" And if they didn't answer, I'd be like, "That bad, huh?" You know. At five? Yeah. And I would give people the bird a lot. I had I had I grew up with older brothers and sisters. So they gave you the concept of sex already like at Sure. Three. Are you the youngest? Yes. Or are you the baby? I'm the baby, yeah. Okay. So not only did they fill me with these concepts uh, but they used to laugh like they would teach me swear words and then laugh when you know it's funny to see a five-year-old kid flip off an adult right so I was kind of just like that and when you're young and you're a douchey like that people tend to take that for like some kind of uh, you know sass or talent or, or whatever it's funny you describe yourself as douchey like I think I was very douchey as a kid. Were you told you were douchey, or did you like at the time you're like I'm I'm pretty douchey for no, a five-year-old. No, at the time I thought I was very cool and yeah. just funny, but looking back I would say it's probably, you know, a bit of a douche, you know. <laughs> okay. As as much of a douche as a, a five-year-old could be, but at any rate, people always told my mom, oh that guy, that kid, you should get him in movies and things like that. So at one point. Uh, there was an advertisement in the newspaper, and Drew Barrymore's manager mm-hmm. was holding an open casting call, and it was like several hundred dollars that you'd pay. It's a popular racket that still goes on today. You pay several hundred dollars for the manager to kind of spend a few moments with your kid and sort Fucking of see, yeah, see if she, they ha- you they have any talent. Then pressure was even on even more, right? Your mom? I suppose, but I didn't know. So basically, <laughs> I I showed up to this place and I waited around for to get in to see this woman mm-hmm. and then finally I got in to see the woman and she didn't even look up at me she was just messing she was untangling paper clips and she asked me a few questions and I just kind of finally at one point I said lady I've been waiting here three hours are you going to look at me or just fuck with those paper clips and she I still remember believe it or not I still remember her looking up 
kind of like amazement is like how did the, can did a child just say that to me? How and how old were you again? Well, either five or just okay. turned six. Okay. And then a couple weeks later, I was uh, she she signed me up, and a few weeks later, I I did a Bill Cosby commercial for Jello pudding. Must be awkward to mention that today, isn't it? Uh, you well, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I want to, you know, yeah. I, I am a, a, did, I'm a staunch did, did, defendant of Mr. Cosby. Are you? Yo, did, sure. did you meet him? Oh, yeah, I worked with him. Filming the with, commercial? I worked with him on several commercials, and I performed uh, on stage with him. I did I did uh, some oh, appearances yeah. with him on stage. He, he had that the show, the the kids say the darnest things? Yeah, I, this was a little before that. He was just, okay. he was doing stand-up at, in Atlantic City. Okay. And I went down to see him, and my mom uh, snuck a note backstage to him. Hey, that kid from the Jello commercials is here. So he came out on stage and called me up on stage, and that was kind of like my first stand-up. You, you were that kid that from the Jello commercial. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I ended up doing a sitcom with him uh, a few years later, where I got to work with him pretty closely for about six or seven months. Which one? It was called Here and Now. Here and it now. It was a spin-off show of the of the Cosby Show. Starring uh, Malcolm, who was the the son. It didn't last long. It didn't last the whole season. No. We got our asses kicked by Doctor Quinn, the medicine woman. <laughs> I don't know if you know who that is, but she literally kicked our yeah. ass. Yeah. And there were some things about the show, like they were trying to push some envelopes. Like, you know, one character in an episode had a uh, was high on crack. You know, so the I think the network just thought the show was a little too racy. Like the entire season, he was high on crack. Well, the entire episode. Oh, the entire. And episode. he and he was playing a, a counselor at a youth center. Was this in, <laughs> was was this in the eighties? In this was in like ninety, mid to late nineties, somewhere around there, ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Early nineties. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Cause at that time, cause the eighties, no, actually, yeah, in the nineties, with the the first George Bush, there was this very anti-cocaine uh, crack uh, I, I feel it's the wrong word to use it in this context but propaganda uh, commercials <laughs> there you go like uh, your brain this is your brain on yeah. drugs and all sorts yeah well, well that was the message of the episode was that it wasn't a good idea uh-huh. it just was a little creepy because the actor was so good at it <laughs> that he literally looked like people people yeah. were walking around going is he really on crack like did he really take some crack it was just kind that- of it was kind of weird watching this guy be all cracked out and then hanging, working at a youth center. Uh-huh. And they felt like the audience would demand that this uh, character be fired out of the youth center. Right. You can't have some guy hanging around your kids, you know. I don't know. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what happened. So. so how was it for you for being so young and being surrounded already in studio sets, already, you know, the, the, the fucking... Well, since it happened uh, so young, it was just a kind of a natural thing, you know what I mean? Okay, so you were there for have fun. Basically, it was a, it was a, a joy to me. Really, yeah. it was it didn't seem like work ever. Uh, nobody ever really, you know, ordered me around, or it was just a fun thing for me. Okay, yeah, it was like being able to miss school or something. And it's happened since I was so young that it didn't I didn't didn't even really phase me, like how cool it was to be in movies and stuff like that. Were you schooled, in, in, like in in the set, in the lot? Yeah, you have to, when you're a kid, yeah. you have to go to school for like, I think it's four hours or three hours a day. And you can only be on, on the studio uh, set for so long sure, as well. exactly. Because there's laws against that. Okay. I feel like some of those laws were put... See, I started in the 80s, in 85. So, 
I feel like a lot of these child labor laws uh, that they have in place now to protect young actors, I feel like some of them, like I helped get some of them put in place. <laughs> I feel You like, were the poster child. I, I'm um, not totally, uh, but yeah. definitely a piece of it because when I first started out, there was no like, well, it's two hours, they have to have a, a break. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And definitely they didn't have the laws about, you know, now there's all kinds of laws. If your kids make money, uh, you know, the, the government uh, mandatory, they put certain percentage in, a, in an account and lock it away in a trust. And they didn't have any of that stuff. Wow. I didn't so, know that stuff existed today. Yeah. There's uh, there's all kinds of things in place to prevent parents from, you know, spending all their kids' money. Hmm. So how did you make the jump from TV to film? Uh, it was it was not really a conscious thing. I had done uh, some TV and then I did some film, and it was Cosby who really gave me my first TV job because he knew me. Mm-hmm. And I was in the Mighty Ducks movie, so I was popular at the time. So he wanted me on that show. And your manager was still the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. Until that time, yeah. And do do you feel like it was Mighty Ducks that really put you? In a more uh, popular definitely spotlight. Yes, definitely. Mighty Ducks was the, was the game changer. How old were you when you made that film? Uh, the first one I was twelve, and then I, the last one I was I think sixteen. Sixteen. So your teenage years. Yeah, pretty much. How was your experience? It was great. I really I didn't even know how awesome it was when it was happening, but it was great, really. You know. Did you know how to play hockey? No, they taught us they how taught to play you. hockey. We all lied when they asked us. They're like, well, we want kids to play hockey. And every one of us were like, yes, <laughs> we all play hockey. And then the, everyone that they casted, I don't think anyone had ever <laughs> skated for like a minute. Right. Like every, it was just a complete lie. And they were Well, you guys really had stunt doubles, it. right? Uh, yeah, we had stunt doubles. Yeah, definitely. So let them do the skating. <laughs> sure, yeah. I think the, the what they wanted us to be able to do as much as of our, of our own stunts as possible. Okay. So, you know, it was iffy at first, but most of us, you know, I would say I was probably like one of the slower learners, but a lot of the kids like Banks and Charlie, you know, they all became really good skaters. A couple of the guys went on to play like collegiate hockey afterward. Hmm. So. And then after that film, you worked on a couple others, right? I did. I did. I did. I did Heavyweights, which was like a big movie that people remember. It's almost more popular than Mighty Ducks at this mm-hmm. point. And uh, I got on a few television series. None of them lasted over a year. Now, was there a point where you... Because I know as a kid, you take acting like you know, as if, okay, yeah, I'll pretend, whatever. But was there a point where you took it more seriously? That maybe maybe you even studied acting uh, a bit? I feel like I classes? always took it seriously. Okay, even as a kid? Yeah. You're like, all right. But it's not, it's, not, it's not like you were reading up on like Chekhov or like... Well, I did that whole phase too, yeah. Oh, did you? I did, When yeah. was that? Well, like probably when I was like 15 or 16, I was like, well, if I'm going to be an adult actor, I should probably like learn some actual acting. Um, and that's when my acting started to suck. But I tried to like read some books and actually try to educate myself. Yeah. Uh, no, I did. I had, I, I, I after when, when the Mighty Ducks was out, I also looked up to the whole Sandler crew. Um, heavyweights, like the, the guys who made heavyweights were kind of like in the Sandler camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. So I, I would always just be very conscious of who the best movie comedians were and, you know, would literally just try to keep my game sharp. I remember doing that for sure. Okay. And was, cause there's always that dark side when it comes to child actors. Do you feel like you've experienced any of that? 
Uh, dark side? Well, I guess I'm sort of the personification of the dark side of it, right? I mean, How so? Well, what's the dark side? What are you talking about? It's like, what, what are we talking about? We're talking well, about a you, drug addiction, yeah. and then we're talking about just not being able to have, like, an adult life, and just, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I've gone through all of that. I've, I've had all, all of All that. of above? Addiction? You struggle with addiction? Sure, yeah. I've had addiction problems, you know. Was it alcohol? Uh, well... I guess alcohol. That's not, I never had treatment for alcohol. I, mm-hmm. I, I was I was addicted to painkillers for a while. Okay. So yes, I've done. Wait, these painkillers that were prescribed to you, or these painkillers you took from other people? Uh, a little bit of both. Both, yeah. But I had a, an addiction where like I was I had I needed many people's prescriptions. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I had that kind of thing. I had like at least six doctors <laughs> at one point. You know, you can't get away with that shit now because they'll you go in to see a doctor and they pull you up on a screen and they're like well you were just at Dr. Rosenblum's you can't be over here at Dr. Edelbaum's <laughs> yeah it, I'm sure depression settled in at that point I mean depression I don't think I've ever had a depression no okay I don't think I've ever been depressed maybe in spurts you know but I would never classify myself as, as a depressed person always stay positive huh sure yeah naturally but uh you know it I did go through that phase where uh when I was younger it was nothing but success you know, without even really trying. Yeah. And uh, by you know, by the time I was eighteen, I'd blown through a million dollars, or nineteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I didn't have anything. Like I literally fell in love with the first person that ever gave me a lap dance. <laughs> and like I, you know, I just didn't. I wasn't wise with money. I Sean bought, Wise is not being wise with money. Exactly. Okay. I, I bought. I had like a ten thousand uh, CD uh, compact disc collection. You know. Okay. Then they came out with something called the iPod. What do you do with all that shit? You know, I had like, uh, you know, thousands of uh, VHS movies. So I just spent my money on stupid shit and girls and stuff like that. So then uh, at a certain point when I was, I guess, um, about 21, I really stopped trying to to be in movies and stuff like that. And I lost my connections, my agents, my managers. And, you know, when I decided to get back into things... It was just a really a few years ago where I really tried to tried to make it a part of, of, of my life again. So what were you doing in that gap where you're like, I'm not doing films anymore? Or are you stepping away from Hollywood? I was really, I was trying to write a lot. What kind of? to be a writer. I, a com, you know, comedy. I was writing sitcoms, spec scripts. Um, I wrote a few features. So I was trying to be really uh, essentially a writer. Yeah. And then I met this uh, one woman who kind of restored my helped me restore my confidence in myself basically what she said was you're not that good a writer you're you should be you know in front of the camera essentially so that's when i started to you know get back into stand-up who is she is she like a, a teacher of some kind uh no she was a she was a a, a, a a woman i was in a relationship with okay yeah that's a tough take well i think that i'm i'm putting it in the harsh way but okay. she you know i i had refocused myself into thinking, well, this is my my calling, and she was the one who was kind of like. Was she yeah. a writer? Um, she wasn't a writer, but she did remind me of like kind of a Gertrude Stein kind of character mm. that could like look at all the artists' work and kind of give them advice. And okay. She was like a revisionist in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, my writing, I've been criticized, and my writing's been, you know, I can't even imagine telling someone else not to write. You know. Yeah, and again, you know, she didn't really say that in so many words, but she definitely said, "Look, at you, you need to be, you know, act." 
This ain't working out. This ain't paying the bills. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exa- that was. Exa- wow. Do you have you met her before? Uh, maybe. Maybe I met her, people like her. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. We're all we're all the same. We're all the same. <laughs> okay. So then you, you decided to go back into front of the camera. Yeah, pretty much. And then I started. I got this idea. I was working on a, a script that Judd Apatow was helping me write. And he was, you know, helping me support myself by uh, letting me write this thing for him. And that script never really uh, was a feature kind of about my life. It never really um, got sold Mm. or made. So I took that idea and turned it into a web series. I was like, well, I can't go out and make a $50 million movie, but I can, you know, gather up some friends and and shoot some some funny stuff that, you know, kind of tells the same story. Okay. So I started making this show, Why Not Weiss, and, uh, you know... You still kept the uh, the spec script of that film you were working on? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it was an awesome process, like, I, where I got to have him mentor me through a script writing process. Okay. Um, literally from, you know, from the very concept to submitting him ideas, and he was just awesome about kind of guiding me in which direction to go and, and just telling me how to, how to put a, a script together, and I think the... The, the, the best lesson that I learned from him, um, aside from just the, the discipline of writing every day, yeah. the best le- lesson I learned from hard. him... fucking hard. I'd say that. Yeah. That's me trying to fucking finish my script. But I learned from him that when you're, uh, that you should, when you're writing a screenplay, that you should have your, your, the, the emotional content down uh, without worrying about it being funny. Mm-hmm. And the humor will find itself later on when you're going back through the scenes, writing dialogue and things like that. But really, the, the the important part was to tell the story. And if you were to tell something that's unique and personal to you, other people will will relate to it. Yeah. Dude, that's like fucking A. Yeah. I, 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 behind those words, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's it. Um, because that concept of the emotional, people forget to include that. Especially yeah. young writers. Especially when you're writing comedy. And comedy. Stand up as well. You know, uh, it's it's like, all right, I get it. You you say a funny word, but at the end of the day, what are you saying here? Sure. What are you you trying to communicate? What's on your mind? Like, that's why the greatest comics, like, uh, you know, I still I still think about Chris Rock's special, Bring the Pain, the very first special that he did, where he talked about, uh, you know, if you get sick, they don't the doctors don't have anything for you. Like if you're blind, Mm -hmm. they just give you a dog. (laughs) You remember? Like, it's such a good point. Yeah, it's like I know I know people that can see that can't handle a dog. And it, yeah, it has an extra punch because it's fucking like dark. It's like whoa. yeah, it's, it's like, so oh, true. It hits you. Yeah, it's so true. Who, who are um? It's I, I don't know if you even ask this question. I'm gonna ask this question because you you're surrounded by well a lot of people will look up to as inspirational people. So I want to say who were your inspiration? I guess in comedy, and in acting. Uh, definitely Bill Cosby because when I first met him I would watch all of his stand-up tapes mm-hmm. so definitely Cosby and uh, Ben Stiller for a while was a real hero of mine and uh, Seinfeld and the typical characters you know Sailor Carrie uh, yeah I just want I you know always wanted to just be funny in movies so those those guys and acting I mean the, the usual suspects like Pacino. I saw Pacino do a documentary called Finding Richard. Have you ever, have you ever seen this? Finding Richard. Al Pacino. Yeah. Documentary. So ba- basically, it's a documentary about him doing Shakespeare. Mm. And all of my life, I just couldn't stand Shakespeare. 
And when I saw Pacino do Shakespeare, yeah. it clicked for me. I was like, oh, this is... Now now you're watching a masterful actor do Shakespeare. I He made you understand the language and, mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. Shakespeare can be hard to, to really get into, oh, especially yeah. in a classroom setting. Yeah. It wasn't until I read Shakespeare outside of it. And not... And you were kind of... Well, the stories that, that were fucking darker, like Othello, like, mm-hmm. you know, fuck, fuck Romeo and Juliet. Let's talk about Othello. Yeah, it's dark. Vengeance, fucking, you know, brutal shit. Um, okay. And how about writing-wise? Do you have any inspirations there? Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Larry David and, and Seinfeld. Um, I, lately, Louis kind of been an influence. Yeah. Um, I like the... the I, 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 my style of stuff that I like to watch is uh, more voyeuristic. You know what I mean? Like, I like to feel like I'm watching something real. Like, have you ever seen uh, the Larry Sanders show? Larry Sanders. Can't say I have. To this day, that's, like, still one of my favorite shows of all time. What what network was it on? It was on HBO. It was one of their first, like, you know, signature series. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, those guys, Larry Larry Sanders, Judd, um, those, are, those are really my favorite writers. Um, and then a couple of the guys that write for, for Seinfeld. Okay. So tell me a bit about your family, your parents. What, what did they do when you were uh, My dad up? owned a dry cleaning business that his father established uh, as an immigrant from Hungary. In the, You're uh, Hungarian? Yeah, I'm Hungarian. Well, oh. my father's side, yeah. How about your mother's side? Uh, Indian. Uh, from like India? From India. Okay. Yeah, so... What, she, what part? It's I don't really... fucking country. Yeah, dude. I know. I don't know. She, was, she grew up in Guyana when she, she moved there when she was very small. So I don't really know what part of India she was from. That's an interesting mix, Hungarian and Indian. Yeah, Cause definitely. For so, growing up with your movie and my cousins, we assumed you were Latina. Yeah, I hear that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, just growing dad, up. My dad thought the same thing. He thought it was or like Italian. Italian. You're like, oh yeah, it's a Latino guy in the hockey. He's us. Now, now you just shattered my entire childhood Sorry, by telling dude. me you're Hungarian. No, but that's actually great. Have you been to Hungary or India? No, no, and I would love to go to both. Budapest. I Fucking hear it's gorgeous there. Yeah. And India is like uh, the spiritual capital of the planet, so I would love to visit there someday. For me, India, I'm really big in culinary and food, so it's like, I got, we got one more life, I have to go to India. Oh, man. And just the food is Is there any good great. Indian restaurants around here? Uh, not this area. Yeah, not the face you made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe Fremont. Yeah, maybe Fremont. <laughs> there we go. So my dad was the dry cleaner, mm-hmm. and he had a dry cleaning route, and my mother was a housekeeper. At one of the houses that he used to drop off and pick up dry cleaning at. Oh. So he was able to score the maid. There you go. Yeah. So he's a pretty charming guy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Well, you know, I guess it's safe to say you were not the oops uh, kid, uh, because you you were the baby. How many siblings do you have? My uh, my mom had three miscarriages before me, so I was like the come on, really? Do you do you ha- do I have to be born, baby? <laughs> How many siblings do you have? I have. Uh, or, uh, two stepbrothers and two stepsisters. And with this before or after? You, they were all around much long, much longer than I was. Okay, so you, from mom's from side and dad's side? For, they're from my mom. They're my mom's children from a different father. Okay. How, how big is the gap in age? Ten years. Ten years. Oh, okay, the, wow. The last one to me. Yeah. So what do they do? Um, they're all over the place. Um, one of my brothers used to be in the. Uh, computer business and I have a sister that's in real estate and uh, my other brother's an artist he spent most of his life in the Air Force an artist yeah in the Air Force fucking Mm -hmm. A 
So was your mom artistic? Uh, sure. Sure? Yeah, I mean, she would, uh, yeah, she used to make shit, you know, like uh, drapes and pillow covers, pillow cushions and shit like that. How about your dad? Uh, he was just really a blue-collar kind of guy. Funny guy, I bet. Blue-collar. very funny. The funniest guy. guys I've met are blue-collar. Sure. Usually. We guess, yeah, because otherwise they'd kill themselves because they, you know, they were just working so hard all day. Yeah, yeah. So the creative gene is there. You were looking for the creative <laughs> gene. That's it. Creative Found it. gene is there. Uh, I'm going to write my fucking thesis on that. My mother was uh, Miss India. Uh, a beauty pageant. Yeah. She was, uh, okay. So I imagine she had to have some kind of talent or skill. She had to sing a song or something, right? Isn't that how you win a pageant? You have to do a, a thing. Did you, it's funny. Hungary and India, both very, very, uh, when it comes to the film industry, have their own history and culture behind it. Yeah, Hungary, a, a of you. Uh, Hungary, you know, the, the, a lot of the cinematography backbone comes from Hungarian cinematographers. Um, and also in India you got Bollywood which is highest grossing any other fucking it's bigger than Hollywood bigger. yeah Bollywood and, and, and that dancing and all that singing I, like for me I love to make a Bollywood film but I know that that's gonna be like you, you gotta think in more layers than mm-hmm. what's already on it's a musical basically. did you grow up on, the, on the, both of those things no I was never really exposed to either one of those no at all you're but, fully yeah. Americanized sure in yeah. New Jersey but uh you know I do love that Bollywood stuff uh Slumdog Millionaire like uh-huh. I don't think that was a Bollywood movie but uh, it's, it's half sure. hybrid you could say kind of and Danny Boyle's doing the new the new uh Steve Jobs oh yeah the new Steve Jobs yeah I really wasn't exposed to that much of the Indian culture but really later in life I've sort of uh you know rekindled a passion to kind of explore those those roots and that heritage like I totally I totally want to go to India for sure okay we should go let's go to India we should go <laughs> there we go oh, that's Shiver. popular in India right I don't think she's Indian is she oh I don't know oh. I, haven't Name. T- I haven't talked to her since I, c- I kind of stayed away oh really I was that embarrassed ever since that interview really? you were like I can't even hang out with you <laughs> I was like uh, I don't know I just you know you're like after we leave Dude, you killed him! <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I did that as a favor. I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. Oh, uh, I, I wasn't supposed off. to be there, but I, I had to take a test. But I skipped tests. I was like, hey, you don't see Gary Gonzalez and Sean Weiss every day. Sure. So I was like, fuck it, I'll skip my test. I went there. She fucked it up. I was like, oh, well. God, I missed my <laughs> test for this. <laughs> <laughs> I flunked great. this class. I got to repay to take it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and... Alright, so but now you're you're sticking with stand up on the web series with Gary Gonzalez. So far the Suzy Girls are doing pretty well. Right? There. Yeah, we've had a bunch of sellouts and you know Who sold out? We've had a bunch of Oh, I, I thought you called someone a sellout. Oh like, <laughs> yeah, one of our You know, we're just a couple sellouts. Our opener That's sold out on us and you <laughs> Okay. And uh wh- how's it looking so far for you guys? what's what's next? Uh at this point it's plug in. Well, what, what what we'd really like to do is get people to watch our show, Why Not Weiss, that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we're just ta- right now talking with Amazon Studios, so hopefully they'll help us make some more episodes. And, uh, you know, you can get me, um, you can find me on Instagram. You Sean mentioned Weiss. Amazon, you mentioned Hulu. No, Amazon. Amazon. Oh, okay. Maybe I misheard. Okay. So, Amazon. You guys got something working. We're trying for, we're trying to have our show, you know, be get produced with those guys. Okay. Um, just because we think they'd offer us a lot of freedom and it'd be a cool place to, you know, 
have our show on the web as opposed to anywhere else. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, people can watch our first few episodes at uh, Why Not Weiss uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, you can always, people can always find me on Instagram at my name, S-H-A-U-N-W-E-I-S-S. Yeah, I'm on Instagram too as well, uh, GG Comedian, pretty pretty simple. And uh, Facebook. Uh, yeah, and like our, uh, like our Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, we have, do have a Mighty Schmucks Comedy Tour page. Comedy Tour page. Yep, Comedy Tour page. Mighty, the Mighty Schmucks Comedy Tour. And if you go on and like it and share it, we'll definitely hook you up with some kind of prize. Uh, JMS we, Podcast we, we, listeners, did you hear? You we, might get we a do do that. We do that weekly. We do uh, giveaways like t-shirts and we do um, backstage passes as memorabilia, autographed, stuff like that. Okay, great. To close off this podcast. Garrett stole some shark, uh, the player's jocks. We're going to be able to give <laughs> we, away. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Giving away uh, Joel Thorne's jock strap. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Signed by Sean Mice. Why do you have to piss <laughs> off Joe Thorne? Jesus. So before we go, one last question for each of you. I get close, to, kind of close to the mic, uh, whoever. But first you, Garrett. What are some tips you would give to new and upcoming uh, stand-up comedians? Uh, just stick with it, because it comes in waves, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm amazing. This is this is going somewhere." And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh shit, now I suck. What's going on?" You know, it's like a, it's like a wave. You just gotta just ride the wave and just keep keep at it and keep doing it, mm. and don't get discouraged. Okay, and Sean, my advice would be to read that book, the Comedy Bible, Comedy by Bible. Judy Carter. I should probably read the book. Oh, you, at least look at it, and then make a judgment whether you think it's you know horseshit or not. Yeah. Um, and then the other piece of advice would be to. Uh, to write every day. Okay. Write every day. Write every day, even if it's only half an hour. You know, you gotta gotta act like it's a job. The only way it'll ever pay off for you like a job is if you treat it like a job. All right. And both of you, you guys have any tips for actors? Might as well since we're there, because you've acted also in front of television. Yeah. Um, the only acting I experience I had was on Why Not Wise in my TV show. You're natural. I'm, you know, uh. MTV. I was on MTV. There you go. On the uh, parental control. I was the bad boyfriend. Um, my, my advice would be to get involved in an improv class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or any type of group class acting setting so you can just start doing it. And the more network, you do it, the better you get. Network, network, network. Network, network, network. 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 That's how you get places. If you don't network, you're not going to get anything. Gary Gonzalez, Sean Weiss, thank you for coming. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. We had a I had a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. Japanese peanuts. I hope you don't hear me chewing the peanuts on the recording the whole time. I've guessed. <laughs> I've guessed eating. Okay, good. If anything, awesome. people tells me that it makes them feel like they're there. Oh, great. Oh, nice. <laughs> As a YouTube. So, awesome. All right, guys. All right, thanks for having us, man. Thank you.